strength It's a sword of power Sword is power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Super, Kui was two weeks from retirement, and his wife had just bought a pool. I just got one more shift at work, honey. I'll be back before you know it. Will Kui retire and begin his lucrative career in artistic paints? Find out this week on Ballin' Out Super! <laughs> Fantastic. Very good one. Oh my very, god! Very, very good. I remember reading an article about this detective that helps with bee infestation, and like in the article, literally was like, "I keep trying to quit, but the bees keep bringing me back." Wait, he's a bee detective. <laughs> like he is—is is this so like a bees? late in career? Like uh, no, he's move? been just like it's just weirdly been his beat. Like um, so bees will just his beat. Beats, but like the vegetable, it's a bee beat. Yeah, yeah. bees will. That's, uh, that's been my hive for like twenty years. Infest like weird houses and stuff, and because they're protected, especially here, there has to be a whole extraction process. And I guess cops had to get involved for some fucking reason, <laughs> right? Uh, so he's they have like, to shoot the bees. The bee cop who would deal with it, but also like, of course, he has like a. They're like this guy a weird history it looks like he's been like drunk on the job before i'm like of course the bee detectives like of course yeah i you wouldn't imagine the things i've seen on the bee beat dude what a movie you what a movie that so would many be. stings before you start showing up to work with yeah, a little they, bit of the syrup <laughs> yeah he's doing he, drug stings <laughs> yeah he uh there's a scene where he's at uh uh like a uh, world foods or whatever and he sees the honey uh, nut foods? cheerios the honey nut cheerios be on a on right, a, right right yeah a cereal box and he he has like a a vietnam flashback and he shoots it with a gun well so yeah. in the world of the in the world of the bee detective the honey nut cheerios bee is like the jeffrey epstein Oh, it goes all the way to the top. Yeah, General like he's Mills. like the he's like the, well, he's like the top level the of he's at the top level of bee crime. He's like the most famous bee there ever was. And you, as a bee detective, you're no, like you're, you're like that's the here. one who I I no, can never. No, that's not Jeffrey. They never let me lock up Jordan the bees. <laughs> he's the Michael Jordan yeah, of bees. Jeffrey Epstein is not like a household name. <laughs> but Michael Jordan isn't a criminal, and the point is the detective is going after these bees Neither for their crimes. Neither are bees. Bees are not criminals. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to Ballin' Out Super. Super. I'm your host with the most, most neurosis, that is. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's your favorite, Katie Rose Leon. Buzz. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. I'm here with my two busy bees, J- J- Jeremy Honeycomb Hammond. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> I love I love honey. I love sticking my butt in it. And that's what they do. Uh, Alex. Yeah, that's what I've seen. That's what the, that's what the bees do. That's how they move the honey around. They put their butt in it. 
Just ignore him, I Katie. Said, he just Alex wants attention. Pollinating Patek. <laughs> I'm making love to the queen and dying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think bees consider it making love? <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think they don't see it that way. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's I bet it's purely just carnal for them. <laughs> it's just transactional. <laughs> These bees, they just gotta clock in and clock out. Just dump some honey and go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. I disagree. I think they really romance those flowers. I think it's a whole body experience. Yeah. It's like when you I take two men. I mean, they put their... They call them they queen. Put... I mean, that seems like some real like romance and shit. Right. Yeah. Nothing but the best for her. Yeah, tonight's Thinking all about my you, huge queen. huge girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love ten, my curvy wife. Ten times bigger than I am. <laughs> yeah, queen bees were the original curvy wife. Yeah. <laughs> Stop appropriating bees. And bees are the original wife guys. Whoa, we're getting interesting. Okay. Yeah, they live their whole life in in service to the their thread. queen. Yeah, pull the thread. Who else? Who else is involved in in the bees? There's <laughs> queens, regular. What else? Queens, queens, regulars, workers. workers. Nicholas Cage screaming bees. Be mm. the people. Be the people of the United States of America. It's all coming together. Wasn't it's there a? All- have you watched? Um, have you been watching a, a National Treasure? Is that why you're thinking in this long tangential line of thought? No, it's because I'm having a panic attack. Right. Right. Oh, okay. right. 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 <laughs> I'm not the first person to notice this, but that movie is just word association. The president wearing a wig, wig. <laughs> the hat store. The money's at the hat store. Dude, wasn't there a Metal yeah. Gear villain who was covered in bees? I think yeah, so. Yeah, The Pain. The Pain, yes. His name was The Pain. Guess why? <laughs> <laughs> it's cause, trick, it's because he's full of bees. <laughs> uh, Metal, Metal Gear Snake Eater was the first like sh- shootery boy game I played from start to end. That's a tough game. It's really good, though. Which yeah, one is that? especially... Because I decided I was, since I was so bad at the shooting mechanics at first, that I just killed people stealth mode for like the first two hours of that game. (laughs) (laughs) That's way harder. Very impressive. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I do have guns. I should learn how to play this game. You know what? This path of nonviolence has led me only into the den of Soviet iniquity. The time has come to take out the boss. <laughs> um, uh, I actually, I didn't play Metal Gear Solid 3 until Metal Gear Solid 4 had come out, and I'd already beaten that. And despite the fact that it's a worse game, it came out like five or six years later, so the controls are night and day better. Like, <laughs> I went back to the older game and just kept like rolling directly into people <laughs> and like karate chopping a tree and dying in the middle of a firefight. <laughs> I think the only one I ever played front to back was uh, whichever one is uh, Sons of Liberty. Two. Is that two? you're a patriot. You're a patriot. I am a patriot. Yeah, I love snakes. Mm, me too. The United a- Snakes of America. Can we talk about how ballsy a move it is to not put the main character of your game in for the first 
10 hours. Yeah, yeah. In, in Sons of Liberty, you play as uh, as his like Twinkie friend. That's what's, why. What's that That's dude's right. name? Uh, his Twinkie friend. Yeah, Ryden. he is. He's so <laughs> spelt. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, he is. He is like a slender boy. Uh, He's so he a slender you, man. You know why they got into? Is because Kojima is God, man. That dude. He's got all the moves. You guys He's got all the moves. You dweebs. You got your Alan Moores, your sex criminal Warren Ellis, or you got <laughs> Kojima, baby. Let's go. Is Warren Ellis a sex criminal? I had to get off the internet this weekend because everything I love uh-huh. got canceled at once, and oh, I no. had a panic attack, and that's why I wasn't on last week's episode, a uh, bonus okay. episode. Was Warren I, Ellis wrapped up in that? Ra- Warren Ellis, all of wrestling, Chris D'Elia, which no one gave a shit. You know, yeah. your hero. <laughs> I do well. Okay, the Chris D'Elia stuff only triggered me because of the content of it, but not you know clearly. Right. I've never seen the comedy community rally so quickly to be like, "Fuck this guy." Yeah, that fuck this has, guy. And Jeff Ross too. Jeff Ross got it. That dude no, has no. Not friends. the roast king. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, he roasts everybody he sees or sexually assaults them. Shocker. Yeah. He has two modes, and it's. <laughs> Burn or exploit? Yeah. Just to like to paint the picture of my life right now, my partner's mother is very sick, and then everything I love to escape reality got canceled at once. And Katie, then, I'm sorry to hear that. And I'm trapped inside. And I, my neighbors, I hate them. I have new neighbors. The yeah, building I've heard they're next- French. I've yes. heard. You don't like them because they're French. Okay. Well, that's Okay. Come with me on a petty journey. Okay. So I'm with you. The building next door sold. And people not from New York, you need to know that, you know, people are always trying to fuck over your neighborhood so, like, it gets gentrified. Jeremy can attest that uh, the major street near us, they're shutting all the businesses down and they put in city bikes, so we're getting ready for war. Yeah. Uh, wow. So my That's bil- a terrible trade-off. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's not so, even any bikes at the fucking docks. They never have bikes. Because if you live in this neighborhood, you already have a bike. You're not renting a bike. You either own your bike or you don't use a bike. I'm just thinking like the trade-off there is like, well, I'll go out to the grocery store. Huh, I can only rent a bike. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. Dude, the funniest anyway. part, the funniest part is that Five of the seven uh, new city bu- city bike docks that they've put in our neighborhood are all on bus routes. So even whenever we do get bikes in them, finally, it's going to be like a bloodbath of idiots getting hit by buses. Yeah, fantastic. So they all right, sold- Katie, continue your journey. They sold the building next door, and so it's all new tenants. And I knew something was up because I was walk. You know, I was unlocking the door after coming home from a protest, so I look like a crazy person. And the dude gives me a weird look, but I try not to judge his top knot. I let him go into the night. I, I'm on the stoop. My roommate, um, the family that lives next door, you know, they have lots of kids, so they like to play outside in the stoop. And there's just a shit ton of boxes everywhere. So my roommate, Elliot, is like, hey, man, you got to break down your boxes. And he goes, what? no, I don't. Someone else comes to do that. And I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I when he it, says it, does he do it in kind of like a S's or Z's kind of way? Well, Someone else I come to do it. Yeah, I was just Someone like... Someone will do that. Yeah, or something. 
And uh, we doubled down. We're like, no, dog, you got to do that. And then there's just still, that was two weeks ago. There's still a mountain of fucking boxes. So I'm like, great, I'm petty as shit. You're my new enemy. You have a top nut. I will call you Aaron. But then I found out they're French. Them and their girlfriend. And you know what? I'm sorry, listeners, but fuck the French. I'm going to come Here out and it say come, it. it all comes Here out. It comes. <laughs> I don't fuck with the French. Any French person I've met in America has been the biggest dickhead on the planet. Wow. Sorry. I'm sorry. So he's not an Aaron. He's an Aaron. He's an Aaron. He's a... He's an Henri instead of Henry. Yeah. Katie, your new neighbor are wrong here. Have you ever noticed that bees, they make love to the queen? Yeah. Do they consider it in such a manner? This motherfucker on a not trash, on a not like item pickup day, just put a full on guitar case in the middle of the sidewalk. Ugh. Oh, no, my, honey. In my black neighborhood. It's just like, what are you fucking. Do? I'm going to. I. I know it's petty, but I am inside mm-hmm. having rear view hour like type rear was that mm-hmm. movie rear rear view rear window view mirror rear view window rear view insanity, window insanity <laughs> where I'm just poop- B movie I'm having B movie insanity where <laughs> I am the B cop and he is the B. <laughs> I'm Chris Rock. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a fly. Anyway, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Who's what's your petty uh petty obsession of the week jeremy you still got raccoons what's up <laughs> no the raccoon is gone uh my neighbor my my landlord and neighbor downstairs has built out his backyard in an extremely charming way that makes me very angry because i can't go out there and, oh uh, yeah it's, that it's, son of a bitch it really makes me furious the thing that's really uh stuck in my craw lately though is these motherfucking fireworks. fireworks yeah you know at first, when I saw people bitching about it, I got annoyed because people always shoot off fireworks of in Ridgewood in, in Brooklyn uh, in the summertime. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was literally outside, like, my window. And I'm not saying that hyper, like, like literally outside my window. Yeah. Right. It feels it like was a it, Frenchman launching large baguette-shaped fireworks into the day. air. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my we God. We almost threw the crown. <laughs> this motherfucker... Comes to Bushwick, leaves his boxes out, says someone else's job to to a nope. bunch of queers and black women. What, are you crazy? I'm go- I'm are sorry. I hate him. Anyway, the fireworks. So the logical thing to say is it got legalized in New Jersey, so everyone's just piling up. But yes. we all know the real story. It's the cops. They're doing it's it the to drive us insane. <laughs> They're the trying to drive us mad. <laughs> So, Katie, there are cops in your backyard launching fireworks off as yeah, part of Officer an op, you're Krup- saying? Officer Krupski is just <laughs> out there, <laughs> just lighting Officer Krupski, yeah. B Division. At this point, I tactically launched a baguette-shaped <laughs> firework into the air so as to condemn a recent French individual... Getty, Getty, it is the, how you say, <laughs> Roman candle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I know the name of. But Here's yeah, man, I don't know what the fuck's going on with these fireworks. They're Here's, they're going until like three in the morning. Here's the thing, though. Have you ever lit fireworks? Because it's really cool. It rules. Yes, <laughs> it does. So, the thing is, we blew up a sex doll with fireworks once. That was fun. That that adds up. That sounds very That's fun. So much pathos in there. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, and I I kind of think it's dope. 
like in the past that people in our neighborhood would just kind of say fuck it and just mm-hmm. be like lighting off fireworks in the middle of the road in the middle of the day just like i mean to give people an idea there's like kids running around it's just like a neighborhood day people are grocery shopping we're packed into each other and there's just some dude like walking into traffic stopping traffic to light off a rocket and i think that's cool however it's been every night and we're at war it's been every night and like wildly late into the night alex is it happening in your neighborhood you know it is not actually. Would you believe? <laughs> I'll just have to take all of your word for well, it. You, I mean, you, it you haven't had like a week sucks. long uh, hangover from Puerto Rican Day <laughs> out no. in Park Slope. You think they just out thought it was like due Slope. to a shipping error? We bought way too many Puerto Rican Day fireworks. <laughs> um, I saw a post by my old vet in Bushwick that actually got uh, reposted onto Reddit. It was a Facebook. Thing. Oh no! And it was She's saying, my vet it was, now. Oh, you started using the neighborhood vet. Yeah. Maybe you saw this. Then she was posting, imploring people to stop lighting these fireworks <laughs> because not only are they distracting uh, and, and keeping workers awake, mm-hmm. but all of the cats are getting PTSD <sighs> and it's giving them physical issues, like yeah. an- anal issues. <laughs> their asses they get so clenched up it's like louis ck is constantly walking into a room with these cats <laughs> See, I, and he's like hey unclench yourself i'm gonna i'm gonna make everybody laugh here and they're like i don't know and then he's like pow you know because he's a firework in this analogy right see i i'm in this constant war with myself because it it is really like unnerving to hear them sometimes because it does sound like gunfire or i don't know if you guys experience this when you hear the little if like you could feel it go up your spine almost Mm -hmm. like it's really unnerving but on the other hand i love how upset it makes people i think it's really funny and i don't i want people to be able to sleep and yada 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 but seeing my friends who didn't grow up in new york sometimes bitch about it online i think it's very funny yeah and it's very Uh, funny (laughs) to see people like overcommit to like just harebrained ideas of why this is happening more than it usually would. Yeah. Like all these people who are like, it's a police conspiracy. They're trying to do it to make it seem like there's more crime. There's people who are like, who are like, it's just white gentrifiers who think this is normal amounts of fireworks. It's, it's not normal amounts of fireworks, but it's also not a police conspiracy to do fireworks. Areas don't have more fireworks. I was in the suburbs. There were less fireworks (laughs) when I lived there. I'm just saying, it's not like a like a level difference. I'm just saying, like, yeah, the police definitely have been doing straight up dumbass shit like that, and mm. I, I think there's probably some truth. They probably did do that, but uh, I'm just saying, is it your first summer in New York if you haven't seen some dude light stop traffic to light fireworks? I'm right. just sorry. That's just like how it is, and it's so it does annoy me, but I also think. It's just kind of like we're, it's a cell, you know, people are taking back the streets yeah. with fire. Mm-hmm. The last summer, there was, a, there was a week where every night of the week, uh, the same teenager across the street from me would go out into the middle of the street at like two in the morning and just light off one single firework and then go back inside. And it was <laughs> yeah, every dude. night for a week. And he clearly had him left over from the 4th of July and just was waiting for his parents to go to sleep or whatever. But this should you imagine? Could you imagine the kind of, like, mentality for that? Just one tonight, Matthew. (laughs) Just one little firework. You've been looking forward to it all day, but now your time's come. 
Pa-pow! Wasn't that nice? Everyone's freaking out. Oh, this cat can't shit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm very detached from the fireworks situation, but my heart goes out because when I lived on the first floor in Bushwick, there were shootings sometimes on my block. And so when there was firework time, it is. It was, it was a little scary that it wasn't firework time. Yeah, I mean, I'm in Bushwick too now, and uh, there is very real elements of that, and that that is my real complaint, which is like being on a first floor just sucks. Yeah, in every way imaginable. Sure, but you have a you have a fifty fifty shot of getting the backyard. And we did have the backyard, but it was full of trash because we lived next to artists. Oh, uh, sucks. Like artists installation are artists. Artists shouldn't. It was a guy I mean, who had a famous no, 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 blog. No, no. I, I'm no. getting into Pol Pot now. No, I want I want to hear <laughs> what Jer- Jeremy go for it. What make your statement? Yeah, no, I think artists. I think art is counter revolutionary. <laughs> I think artists have no uh, place in a post capitalist society. Woo-hoo. Yes, Woo-hoo. yes. Yeah. Woo, if you're putting right. on glasses, what are you hiding your eyes? Yeah, for? luckily, I think that what we do is at best a parlor trick. Uh, so I think that <laughs> I think that we it's are okay. As magic. <laughs> I feel like this is the audio version of someone at a party going, "Katie, do that dance you do." Yeah, well, it's like you know one close-up magic trick, and everyone just keeps asking you to do it. Kyle Earth, baby, teach me magic. <laughs> I consider this business. Yeah, another day making deals. I say <laughs> as I go on a long screed about the bee detective <laughs> making a deal for their 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 precious attention dollars. <laughs> oh, How about this? How about I recap episode twenty of Dragon Ball Z Kai? <laughs> yeah, you're always just Gordon Gecko, but you're like <laughs> going to Wall Street, and every time instead of being like buy sell buy sell, you're just like, what if we talk about? Episode 20 of Dragon Ball Z Kai. <laughs> Everyone's like, genius, this business week we genius. Have, we have someone from the uh, from the Chapo Trap House <laughs> podcast that wet your whistle. It's going to be $5. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel crazy bananas right now. Sorry I'm talking so much. Yeah. I have some anime related insights, which I know I usually save for behind the paywall, mm. but I feel like this is worth bringing out. Yeah, no, sure. Um, I have recently progressed back onto Food Wars. I'm back on Food Wars because I ran out of the other shows I was watching. Mm-hmm. And did you know that there is a train arc? I do because you <laughs> very excitedly texted me about it. I sent Jeremy a picture. It's the whole show of the little chefs doing their chef battles, but every episode is on a train. And they're in like a little confined train kitchen? Sometimes, or they'll just be in a new location. They'll be like, it's because we were on the train. (laughs) But the train arc is heavily tied into the rise of food fascism (laughs) at the hands of Azami Nakari, who wants to make all restaurants in Japan have to cook what the elite 10 council decides after they throw a coup with the student council that ejects the principal of the school. And is this food coup based on Japanese-centric? Yeah, what's the idea? Is it like... um... It seems very like Nazi Germany. Wink, winking. And I say that because uh, at the part I'm in, I'm now on the fourth season, um... 
a bunch of the students get expelled when they lose their food duels in this <laughs> terrible authoritarian food nightmare. And when they're expelled, they're classified as rebels and they start wearing yellow armbands. Rut row! <laughs> you know! And they never acknowledge it or anything. They're never like, you know, like that other thing. They're just like, I hope I make chicken parmesan! What is with anime's fascination with anti-Semitism? It loves it. It's like, mmm, yum, yum, yum! Mm, ooh. ooh! Yeah, they're tasting it and their clothes burst off. Yeah. And they like, have oh! a full oh! <laughs> food orgasm. <laughs> I wonder if it's because uh, they think there could only be one uh, global ethnicity that starts with a J. Hmm. Well, but you see, they're in trying Japan, to defend the their J. Their country is called Nihon. Yeah, you're right. Well, there goes that idea. Checkmate. <laughs> what else could it be? I guess they're just anti-Semites. <laughs> Another logic trap executed without flaws. <laughs> Um, as long as Jeremy is the bee detective, I'll be the spider. Wait, so what was the <laughs> <laughs> what was the what, what was the food that the council wants them to to make? Oh, he, they just <laughs> this never explained how they would enact this, but it's just that you I'm can't sorry. cook foods they don't approve of anywhere in the world. I guess. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining Alex going the itsy bitsy spider goes up the water spout as he like holds up a knife. Oh, I was picturing him as my straw man fallacy. (laughs) (laughs) I was picturing you as the the spider from uh, James and the Giant Peach, and you're wearing like a beret and everything. That's a fucking terrifying movie. That fuckable spider? Yeah, the fuckable spider. They gotta knock it off over there. (laughs) They gotta knock it off for that giant peach. Fly on a plane. It's 2020. Yeah, quit floating around in a giant peach already. Anybody ever, do you ever see the flight logs for that peach? Everybody is everybody when you can think of Bill Clinton, Les Wexner, Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, a young boy, Matt Groening, uh, Alan Dershowitz actively defends the peach every day, <laughs> even when people don't ask him about it. He's like, nothing was going on that, that peach. I love my wife. Yeah, he's like, I didn't even eat a peach when I was a teenager. <laughs> oh man, this is a whole other tangent, but um, I think we should get started on yeah on the Dragon Ball, so we have time to read an email. Yeah, because I just want to say we week. would be remiss not to mention that uh, the peach is also a uh, it's it's used as a euphemism for sex in the movie Face Off. That is, is true. It? Oh yeah. yeah, I remember, remember that. Nicholas Cage well, has peach- that horrible. Like you can tell that they wrote like other dialogue for this, and then to get it down to an R rating, they had to like cut stuff out because he has like weird yes. lines like I could eat a peach for hours, hours. <laughs> yeah. and there's the uh, one where he's like he's talking to the girl on the plane and he's like if I were to ask you to suck my tongue <laughs> and you're like that's not what they wrote <laughs> there's no that way psychotic I love it so much uh, also Jeremy's doing the recap this week because I was putting out fires at my job until literally like 20 seconds I turned my recorder on so give it up for your friend Jeremy yeah that's right All right give it up for everyone you've seen tonight and now Dragon Ball Z Kai episode 20 what's the deal with going to the post office Hi, it's me, Jerry Seinfeld. I was talking to Elaine the other day, and she was saying, Jerry, check out this Weeb podcast. You'll love it. It's got all your favorite Supermans, but of an oriental design. 
her words. So I checked it out, and I do love the Ballin' Out Super podcast. I think I'll support them with my car's money by buying a shirt and then subscribing to their Patreon. Ooh, yeah! The title You've of seen this it on episode Adult Swim. is... <laughs> The rebellion against Frieza! Vegeta's burning ambition! Wow. wow. Great episode. Great episode, wow. guys. Uh, it's a transition episode, but it's one of the better ones. Yeah. And you can tell from the title right away. It's like when you read the first sentence of a great American novel. Yeah. We're getting into the stuff I love, which is colorful goons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, this is a, this is a saga them. full of colorful goons. It's nothing I but. I love I love colorful goons where they're like, oh, you bought a bag of jelly beans and it's all different kinds of goons. <laughs> <laughs> this is also one of the least morally gray Dragon Ball arcs because everyone who works for Frieza is part of like the space death squad. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They just wipe out planets. So when, you know... Uh, uh, Gazarbo is finally <laughs> has his head knocked off by Krillin. You're like, good. He was a terrible man. Yeah, they're like a they're like some sort of a weird like gay SS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. makes you wonder. Hmm. <laughs> what yeah, if that, there was a gay SS? That uh, green haired beauty has Weiss's voice. Oh, he does. Zarbon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Zarbon has the same voice as Weiss. Well, they are. They like. They have a similar skin care kind of thing mm-hmm. happening. They're very smooth characters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we open. Although the thing about Zarbon, I don't want to say too much, but there's a little more than meets the eye. That's true. And he was Australian in the original dub, as I recall. I also remember him being Australian. Yeah. Okay. So we open. We're on Namek. We're in a little village, and what's just happened? Mass murder. There's a bunch of dead Woo! Namekians around. Frieza Again. and his homies gathered around looking at all the dead bodies like, <laughs> we love to do it. Yeah, it's mm. fun. We love to see this genocide. It's cool and we like it. We love it. When- this is a children's <laughs> show. Yeah. Mindless violence makes my floaty chair vibrate. <laughs> Uh, Frieza. Floaty chair, chair ice cream scoop Frieza is just like such a little shit. Yeah. Best character in fiction. He's I so love good. Him. He's so good at this point. He gets that, so much worse like, as he transforms and becomes like a battle monster. Yeah. yeah. When he walks around on his weird clunky feet that make sounds. Truly, once we drew the conclusion that like Frieza is just basically like a white gay gentrifier, mm-hmm. it's like it just really right. puts Named it all Aaron pers- from France. Yo, I wish that was Frieza. At least I knew no, how. No, don't say don't that. Don't say well, that, Katie. You don't wish, wish he was Frieza. Frieza. <laughs> That's because too much. Because if he was Frieza, at least we could have like a tete-a-tete of like wits. This dude, I'm mm. just like, what's up, top knot? And he's just like, looks at me. I'm like, I am speaking to you. He's like, Katie, the bread <laughs> in, in, in Paris is so much better than here. Oh, my oh. God. Uh, get away from me. So, Frieza... Let's us know that he has collected four Dragon Balls. He needs three more in order to make his little wish or three wishes, but he doesn't know that yet. He just knows that he gets a wish. Uh, he knows he needs all of them. They're discovering. Yeah. They're kind of like learning how Dragon Balls work as the show goes. Yeah, they get it's like a lot one like at a time. They're like, where they're like, <laughs> why, why is it? Why are they so big? <laughs> are they, how much do these weigh? <laughs> 
Um, he, he said there's like a whole little back and forth with him and Zarbon and Dodoria where uh, he says, uh, you know, we should probably hurry things up because we're not the only ones looking for them. Uh, Zarbon has a little monologue where he uh, lets us know who's around. He's just kind yeah. of like doing his scouter, just like, there's a big power over there. I think that's Vegeta. And over there, there's two more. I don't know who those are, but we might want to pay attention to them. Right. Zarbon is hosting his own podcast. Yeah. And he's trying to introduce all the characters slowly. <laughs> My friend Dodoria, sort of a prickly pear. <laughs> a big pink alien with a certain grumble in his tumble. <laughs> I'll have to keep my eye out for him as I climb my way to the top. Often lost in his own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and he lets us know the other Zarbon revelation here. He lets us know that uh, Vegeta and Kui have like a long-standing rivalry, and they're they're always at each other's throats. And like they're so horny, they're for probably each other. gonna probably gonna take care of each other at this point. So uh, we don't even have to I worry. I honestly about wish it. that we had more Kui. I know right? than we get. Yeah, because this this rivalry seems like some fun. Um, I wish it was the Kui show. Yeah, say uh, that three times fast. I wish it was the Quee Show. I wish it was the Quee Show. I wish it was the Quee Show. <laughs> yeah, Quee. Trying to do tongue twisters on someone practicing Japanese every day? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. I, I, I forgot how powerful of a wordsmith you are. Yeah. Let's, uh, mighty, for, for the audience. Of the tongue. For the audience, what is, let's, let's describe what Quee looks like. Because I don't think we did okay. this last week. He's a p- purple squid squishy boy. Well, he looks like a man, but, but like, like a fish. They face. were like, we can't. He can't just be a man. He's got to be like a squid. So his head is like a a uterus shape. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he's got and two uh, holes in yeah, his head that those, just goes straight in. <laughs> those old school uh, Frieza holes. He also does not have an intimidating body compared to Nappa or Vegeta. Right. No. And he also there. seems like a bitch. Yeah, he does. Seem, he seems like he has a rich social life outside of work. Yeah. <laughs> so. But like, just because you're surrounded by people doesn't mean you're all alone, Quee. Oh, my God. That's so insightful, Katie. I know. I see right through you. Talking shit about Vegeta at the after work bar. And it's like, if you don't have Vegeta to talk shit on, what do you have, Quee? Take a look in the mirror. What do oh, wait. you have? You're going to die. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Kui confronts Vegeta uh, with a terrible metaphor where he's like doing uh, the scouter and he's like, Vegeta's power is so big it sticks out like a sore thumb. One that I'll chop off and give to Frieza. And you're like, boom. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, I brought you a thumb. <laughs> Just like you asked. Just like you always wanted. Uh, meanwhile, we check in on Bulma and Krillin and Gohan. Bulma's trying to leave. She's trying to get in the spaceship and jet off. She's like, I'll right. see you guys in a couple months when I can come back. Which is reasonable, but also she's going to abandon a child on an alien planet Correct. for two months. yeah. And I don't remember why she was supposed to leave, but she needs to like get something on Earth She was or like, I gotta go get Goku. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can't just be trusted to go places. I gotta go supervise yeah. and not be here. So back to the spaceship. Right, so they're uh, they're talking about this, and uh, suddenly, out of nowhere, who is it? 
Frieza goons. They they show up and they're gonna confront Krillin and Bulma. And uh, one of them, one of them, like calls out to them, like, "Hey, who are you?" And the other one's like, "Who cares? We're just gonna kill them." Yeah. And then they laugh. And then they laugh. Bit. They're like, "You're right. <laughs> we are just gonna kill them. <laughs> Doesn't really matter, <laughs> I guess. Let's blow up it's, their spaceship so they can't escape." <laughs> yeah. It's they, like Vietnam over here. <laughs> Well, I mean, kind of. They're just there to, like, wipe everyone out. Right. But they seem... Did you like the facial hair on the blue guy? Yeah, he had, like, a handlebar thing, right? I was not thrilled with those designs, but I knew we would not have to be looking at them that long. Just to break it down, (laughs) so, Frieza uniform, so, aggressive, manly skirt (laughs) with uh, bare chin... Large handlebar mustache connected to sideburns, big frilly Einstein top. Yeah, he's got like and the, that's lemmy, kind of the blue guy, the lemmy mustache. He's got the lemmy mustache. He's kind of like I'm so crazy. You gotta watch more of me, but you can't. Yeah, but they uh, they blow up the the spaceship that the gang showed up in, so they can't escape or whatever. And then Krillin and Gohan just beat their asses to death. <laughs> Right, and with one kick, yeah. they break their necks, and they're dead forever, forever lost to yeah. the world. They're, they're not getting a Dragon um, Ball wish, these guys. Also, interesting to think about, they shoot the ship with a gun, mm-hmm. and um, this is one of the few times where you're wondering, like, what's the deal on guns v. beams for these people? Right, yeah, because their guns are weird in the Frieza squad. You like kind of get the sense that maybe it's like a beam gun, like it's shooting beam. It's yellow. Yeah. It's like a yellow blast. And these guys can fly, so, you know, presumably they have some sort of, like, key ability. Yeah, and a lot of them do. And then we know from watching Dragon Ball Super, that gun kills Goku later. Right. So it's got to be pretty good. I mean, it blows the entire windshield off of this spaceship, and then there's a little explosion inside. And Bulma's just looking at it thinking... I am stuck with these nerds on this blue-green planet. <laughs> Isn't that right? Isn't that right? So, Sorry, uh, yeah, guys, I was, yeah, it's okay. I was to an email. I was also responding to a text message. <laughs> David Spector sent oh, me a me joke. Oh, me too. I was, also, I was uh, <laughs> checking, checking some stuff. <laughs> We're well, all David very busy you. people. Uh, he, he sent me a joke that I can't repeat on the air. Oh, okay. Um, Ask him about okay. his rollerblades. I told him not to post it. Anyway, <laughs> oh, um, good. <laughs> so, so, I, I was so all this at happens. A deck list for Legends of Rune Terra. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So, uh, yeah, so they kill these two goons. Uh, Zarbon, I guess, reads it on his scouter that those two guys died, and he's like, "Hey, Frieza, uh, th- those two guys died." And Frieza's like, "Well, I guess it doesn't matter." Does it, is this the point where one of the guys is like, that's because your scouters suck shit? No, not yet, yes. but we're coming up on it. <laughs> um, but no, the the whole episode is basically because, like, you know, spoiler alert for people who haven't actually watched Dragon Ball, but, like, the you, you can imagine that this arc with a supervillain ends with the supervillain's demise. Uh, this all reads like a series of things that Frieza, upon dying, will look back on and be like, I should have probably listened <laughs> <laughs> there's so many of the like every single scene here is like Zar- Zarbon being like there's very powerful people and Frieza's like it doesn't matter <laughs> look at how I strong I am tell me updates <laughs> so that I can tell them to fuck off 
<laughs> Man, you know what the one thing this show is missing is Frieza should be snacking all the time. Yes, I agree. He's no, sitting in that chair. I I get I get why cuz eating food is like a, a like a clumsy character trait in anime. Mhm. If, if he true. was, if he was to be food. eating, it would be very sexual. And we all know Frieza's mm. only horny for power. Right. You know? I, think about I how, only um, eat Go-Gurt, the grab-and-go yogurt. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like uh, L in uh, Death Note, mm. how L is always eating. Mm. Mm, that's true. Yeah. But I'm just saying in that chair, definitely, I mean, because of the, the size of it, yeah. there's so much, there's got to be a mini fridge <laughs> or like just like a holster of some well, kind. He's got a, a, does this form have a tail? I don't remember. It does. Yeah. He has a big one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it has to, he has to fit his fucking tail in there. It's true. I can suck my own tail and there's Gogurt in the tail. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of honey. Oh, I'm and so royal oh, jelly. Oh my god. Disgusting. I, queen. <laughs> I oh. have tiny freezers who make love to me. Buzz buzz. <laughs> buzz buzz. And then I eat them because I can. Ooh, Do you ooh, think ooh. there's like weirdo fetishists that like role play that? Freezes me. Not With freeze- the bees or Frieza? The bees. Oh, for sure. Like, there must I'm be. I'm a queen bee, and you're my little. You gotta eat my poop and uh, make stuff with it. There must be. <laughs> Role playing Frieza in bed is even funnier than a bee for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. She's such a non sexual character. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you were just like an extreme like BDSM fetishist, where like right. you only come from being hit and like no no other contact, right. wow. from you uh, binding your toes to make weird shapes. Guys from Salon dot com headline: Oh, honey, there's a fetish where people want to have B sex. Hell <laughs> yes, dude! Oh, Hell yes. yes! In what way? They're calling it <laughs> Melissophilia. Ooh, it's got a name. <laughs> oh, poor Melissa. Oh, wow. Should we just read this instead of continuing to recap no, Dragon Ball? Me, just tell thing. me briefly if it involves like an extra big woman and extra tiny men. We're going to have to we're going to have to come back to this behind the paywall. Yeah, we'll read it behind the paywall. Okay. This All is right. a anime news. So, back to uh whatever we were talking about. Uh so we cut to Bulma and Krillin and Gohan. And they're hiking because, uh, you know, Krillin Gohan can't fly because apparently that will uh, raise their power level enough for people to notice them. So they are uh, all hiking. Bulma is crying. She doesn't want to be hiking. And and the two of them are like, Jesus, chicks, right? Just yam, 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 yam. Yam, yam, yam. I don't want to hike. I want to go back to the oil. Yeah. And she's like, we're never going to be able to fix the spaceship. It's broken forever. I'm going to be coming old maid here on this green planet and Krillin's like we're on a planet full of Namekians they built that spaceship presumably one of them knows how to fix it and she's like mm. I'm still gonna cry to be I'm fair, difficult she did like you know they're like stranded on a planet that's like you know light years away from their home like I think she's under reacting <laughs> I just can't I can't <laughs> forgive her for going to abandon Gohan so quickly yeah. he is a baby yeah she should I, I love Gohan but you know you can leave Krill in there yeah. who gives a shit not to mention weaponizing her whiteness against our friend Mr. Popo 
I was Yes, absolutely. I, I haven't not, forgotten. I haven't <laughs> With forgotten her tears. either. I'm just saying that, you know, emotions are nuanced and <laughs> troubled people have different ways of coping with stuff. <laughs> Okay, that's true. Oh, also, I think we skipped this before, but some very interesting power lore um, coming out this episode, <laughs> updating the canon. Oh, my when, God. When the two thugs go to attack Krillin and Gohan, He's, Krillin is uh, like, Gohan, raise your, your power, power, but don't, don't show them you're raising it <laughs> or something. Yeah, don't show yeah, them too they much. Just, <laughs> they just throw out there that Gohan and Krillin can control their power at will, but only if they're walking and like, uh, it, and you know, if you want to impress someone, you can just like th- flare it up. So it, he asked Gohan to start powering up, but not to show them and then show them. I don't know. It just makes no fucking sense to me. It's weird. They've discovered this on earth, but nowhere else in all of space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't the like colonial intergalactic task force that, only murders people have figured this trick out that only Goku knows right. for some reason. Well, and also, like, uh, later Vegeta says that he learned it on Earth, and you're like, what, did he just, like... When? He f- just <laughs> felt that they could do that, and he's like, I never thought about it before. <laughs> I mean, that is a Dragon never even Ball trope. It. Like, that's like how in Super, when, uh, when they... Uh, Khalifa tries to go Super Saiyan for the first time... Yeah, and and he he the little Saiyan boy is like you can get really angry or you can just feel it in your and she's like I got it yeah it's I got this like if you clench your ass <laughs> oh you already did it never mind never mind it's like uh, the same <laughs> thing happened with Gotenks when he went Super Saiyan three he like just watched Goku do it and he's like oh long hair oh okay here we go <laughs> yeah 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 a lot of fucking uh, special placement students. Yeah, <laughs> in this thing. AP a baby. AP kids. You know, I Stands heard they for suffer awesome the worst power. That's why they all suffered such burnout, you know. Yeah. They had to have all those filler episodes where they just tweet online about how hard it was to be a special child in elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the the advanced placement program and I can't think of it and I keep thinking of Nambla and I know that's not it. No, it's not Nambla. <laughs> NAFTA? In our school, it was just AP. NAFTA is not it either. Uh, we had PEP in elementary school. I don't know right, if you had PEP. PEP. Yeah, we had a whole lot of shit right. that I wasn't in. Yeah, I had learning disabilities. <laughs> no one ever, no one more, ever said I was going to be smart. <laughs> they're more Wonderful like, programs. We don't know why you learn to read so fast, but you can't do anything else. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> beep, beep. Beep beep. It's Mensa. I was thinking Mensa. Mensa. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. The genius people. Not Nambla. Yeah. yeah anyway, let's let's get back to it. Kui and Vegeta are fighting, and it's very fun. Um, Vegeta does a little show off of his power level. He's like, Kui, you don't know. You've never seen this before, but I can raise my power level. Check it out. Blows up Kui's scouter off in the distance. Blows up Zarbon's scouter, too. And then <laughs> Dodoria has a whole little thing where he's like, you should have updated your scouter. You know, the old OS you know is a piece waiting. of shit. Yeah, he's like an early adapter. Yeah. He like was one of those people that bought those galaxy phones that all exploded. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where he's just like, oh, you're still using your Nokia. Like, look at this. Oh, oh, oh it's broken. <laughs> oh, I you're still using your toilet. regular glasses. I have Google Glass. 
Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> they released yes. a patch update for the eye exploding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. They're nowhere near this fight. <laughs> it just shows Zarbon and then his glasses explode. Yeah. One of the best visual gags of all time. It is. It's one of the first uh, stand-up bits I remember uh, seeing you do. You had a bit about the the eye exploding uh, scouter. You know, I can't remember it, but I bet it went really well, and I did it many yeah, times. Yeah, I think it, I think it went over really well with a general audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all of my comedy, yep. just applicable to everyone. Oh, something I had, everyone enjoys. Yeah. Just like everyone loved my act outs and they oh uh, yeah. with open arms yeah. and enthusiasm. Yeah, see, <laughs> folks at home don't understand what we have here in this podcast is not um you know, it's certainly not a uh, a dead end road in which we were all kind of uh, shepherded. No, what we have here is a logical outpouring of a uh, a lifetime career of uh of love from audiences. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a bunch of Crystalias. <laughs> all three of us. <laughs> I do have a lot of female fans. <laughs> do you ever do you ever notice when Drake would put on his Dragon Ball Z scouter and then examine a power level that's too high? I better go a little something yeah, like this. I better it. go something like this. Anyway, uh, another one of those scenes where they cut to Frieza and, and oh, because yeah, because Zarbon's scouter explodes, Dory does this whole thing, and then the two of them are like, "Look at that, Vegeta's pretty powerful," and he's like, "I still don't care." <laughs> this isn't going to you're just gonna keep cutting to me and I'm not gonna say anything new why don't you open up a new channel on Slack I was about to say Frieza is the most annoying kind of boss where you're like Frieza you're asking me to do the job of three people but I am one person and he's like I asked for a rock star when you joined up with the Frieza force are you not an administrative wizard or did you lie about your Excel skills and it's like no what that's not reliable. Uh, I believe I the job features. description asked someone to be able to carry four Dragon Balls. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when we were looking for coding ninjas, <laughs> they would have no trouble handling four administrative tasks. <laughs> Do you think Frieza Force has really good health insurance? <laughs> I mean, they must. Yes, yeah. I do. They yeah, got the, I mean, they, they, got the they little, plunder so much wealth. They got the liquid thing. They got the little, yeah. the little tube. I bet they have great benefits, and that's like why you stick around, yeah. despite Frieza really right. just like shitting on you all day while he eats candy bars in his <laughs> snow cone machine. There. Look, obviously, I don't buy anything Frieza Corporation makes, and I like I I, I don't support them. But I mean, when my kid had to go in the big green tube, I knew. I knew that I made the right career decision. Yeah, I knew <laughs> I knew I was right to uh, defy BDS. <laughs> BDS. It's a mm, big blast b- <laughs> beam death sanction. BDS. <laughs> I just keep thinking of BBW, which is not the joke yeah, you're trying to make. Yeah, or BDSM. Wait, what was the joke I was doing last year? Big, oh, uh, boycott dick sucking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to boycott dick sucking? Another hit with general audiences. Yeah. <laughs> you goddamn right I'm upholding BDS, <laughs> the big dick society. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm drowning in success. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's continue recapping. Yeah, so the the fight goes on between uh, Kui and Vegeta. Uh, Vegeta's power level is way too high. Kui is like, holy shit, I'm in big trouble. And then he absolutely fucking nails Vegeta on a who's that over there. <laughs> <laughs> he does a look behind you, and Vegeta's like, what? Who is it? And then he blasts him in the back. <laughs> he says, uh, idiot says what? And then Vegeta <laughs> says what? And then that makes him the idiot, yeah. and he takes a huge beam to the head. It's it's I incredible. Did, I did get an outlaw, uh, outlaw, out loud chuckle. I cannot speak human words. Today. I got an outlaw chuckle. I had an outlaw <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys know the game by now. Katie can't speak, and everyone's nice about it because yeah. she's the star. Outlaw Chuckle. That's true. She's a star. That's my favorite she's anime. The queen Bee. Yeah. She's the biggest one I'm of us, and that's why she's, she's in full yep. of royal jelly. I'm always <laughs> shitting small sons out my doo doo ass all day long. Um, oh, Queen does some great beams in this segment. He does, yes. But what I was going to say is uh, this little look behind you thing. Like, the the rest of the fight really doesn't go well for Queen, but um, Vegeta should oh, still damn. be wildly embarrassed for falling for that. <laughs> Yes. Like, I yeah. would be ashamed of that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. Well, once somebody does that to you, you you have to kill them. <laughs> you know choice. what? Yeah, it's on site. I think that should be legal, to be fair. To kill somebody right. does if that you to get, you. Yeah. If you look like a doofus, We are rebuilding society, and I think, you know, from the ashes, we should build into our people's uh, documents that, uh, you know, if someone uh, makes you look like a chump, yeah, you you gotta right. pay it back. In a, in you a shouldn't be allowed to society. zoom photos. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's wrong. You shouldn't be allowed to zoom. <laughs> Tell me what's going on in my kitchen. Oh my god. Okay, let's keep going. All right. Going. So Vegeta uh, obviously is very pissed off at having been humiliated, and he punches a hole in Kui's stomach, throws him in the air, and blows him up in one shot. And then he says, "Kui, I'm afraid you're fired." Which yeah, is not good. as cool of a line as he thinks it is. Yeah, he could have done like, "Quee quee quee," the piggy goes all the way home. Yeah, yeah could be one. Really should have workshopped that mm-hmm. a little more. He really used up all his juice on Earth. He just like has no riffs left. It's like what they say about Barack your first Obama. hour, man. Yes, quee cat. <laughs> Let me be quee. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Queen musical movement should have gotten more respect in the early 2000s. No, I don't. <laughs> That's a good Vegeta line. Yeah, he, um, but yeah, he clearly has like first hour syndrome where he like used the first 10 years of his career to populate the first hour and then doesn't have a good second one because he only has a year to do it. Yeah. That's exactly what exactly it is. That's exactly what it is. And also, he, a lot of his fans are just there to see him murder a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all just in the crowd, just shouting out, murder a guy! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so it's been weird getting tweets as a famous guy. Yeah. And you're like, boo, just kill <laughs> yeah, him! Yeah, murder a guy. He's like, it was the 80s when I did that. Call <laughs> <laughs> oh, people monkeys. Uh, we can't do that anymore. They don't let you say anything. <laughs> These days, the PC police will never let you do that. <laughs> uh, and uh, we cut back to Frieza and surprise. Frieza? He doesn't care. Yeah. yeah he's, means he's, nothing he's, to him that Queen texting. just died. He's like, yeah, well, I guess uh, we'll <laughs> check on it later. I got to check out um, 
what's Dragon Ball. going on on my YouTube. <laughs> Got a couple of uh, notifications here. Looks like, ooh, looks like Binging with Babish has a new video. <laughs> oh, perhaps I shall binge too. <laughs> He's making rice pudding. I don't like oh. rice pudding, but I'll watch it anyway. One of my when... exes started watching my Instagram videos again. When when will be the Gogurt video, Babish? <laughs> it's all I eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then uh, we cut back to Vegeta, who is now uh, super thrilled with himself that he just killed Kui. He has a internal monologue uh, where he goes over just the facts of the case. You know, <laughs> he just kind of explains to you what Dragon Balls are and whatever. He lets you know that Freeze is looking for him. We already know, but he does uh, come up with a strategy, which is he just needs to find one Dragon Ball to disrupt Freeze's plan. Yeah, he's right. going real uh, flipping the board risk on this, which I appreciate. The prisoner's dilemma, they call it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Game time. Time for some game theory. Boo! <laughs> this is my least favorite Alex personality. <laughs> um. Strap the heck in, poppers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sharing pictures of Doge. Oh my god. First, let's talk about him. Big V. We're talking Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To close this thing out. Uh Bulma uh we we check in on them again and uh they're they're at a cave now and uh Bulma's not being quiet at all. And uh, there's some guys flying past. And Krillin's like, hey, look at all those guys flying past. Hey, Bulma, check out the dragon radar. And she's like, I don't know why I would do that. And he's like, just check it, please. Would you just fucking check the damn radar? What else are you doing? <laughs> Fuck you. Check the radar. Just look at the radar. <laughs> so she does. And she's like, oh, look, the balls are moving. And, and everybody all at once is like, yes, that's right. Those people flying are holding the, the dragon balls. And she's like, those guys flying must be holding the dragon balls. <laughs> <laughs> she's the world's smartest woman she's a genius she learned namekian in four days yeah, but which has impacted the plot in no way i haven't seen her speak at once what's gonna happen is they're gonna meet namekians and boma will just be like i'm fluent i learned it really fast and they're like it's okay you, gonna- you speak english here anyway She's going to take uh, a bunch of pictures with them in like their, their newly destroyed homes from the Saiyans and use it as her Tinder yes, uh-huh. picture. Um, that's <laughs> right. Then the other one's just her with a tiger. <laughs> yeah, it's her with a tiger. And, like, her with you a know, starving then, like, in, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then the thirst pick. And then the thirst pick, Yeah, yes. there's one of her doing yoga. It's a, yeah, it's a picture of her doing yeah. yoga, and it says Black Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that's about. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I, that's my favorite you genre of post is the is the obvious thirst trap from white women that's that says like Black Lives Matter. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, girl, I so close. <laughs> um, I'm a good person. That's why God gave me this body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be in your twenties. Uh, not on. All right, so. Uh, 
they uh, watch the people fly past. They Krillin senses a power, and then he goes, "Gohan, sense that power." And Gohan goes, "Wow, that's a big one." <laughs> I that, regret doing that. Yep, Damn, what that a big sucks. one! <laughs> that's a Made real big scared. one. And then, and then they show they show like, oh, it's huge, and then it's just a shot of Frieza with his tail flapping in the wind, <laughs> and the stupid, and the stupid rascal scooter he flies around. Yeah. <laughs> and then they uh, fly off to investigate. And um, final bit of the episode, uh, we check in on Goku back on Earth, who is now less of a mummy. Um, he's in his bed. Roshi fills him in on the details of what's going on, which we, again, uh, this is probably the third time it's been explained this episode. And he's just like, they're on they're on Namek, and there's Dragon Balls there, and they're going to try to find them and whatever. And, uh, you know, the, it seems like they might be in trouble. There's other people there. Oh, also, Roshi is dressed up in a suit and tie like he's playing an away game at a high school basketball team. <laughs> yeah. He's, Looks super weird. Yeah. He was kind of hoping that Goku was going to die so he can use his uh, mourning to hit on women. Yeah. yeah. He that's wants like, to take his wife. That's, that's like, his thing. That's like a varsity level move where you're like, I'm so sad over my dead friend and I can't be alone tonight. I'm like, dude, I just <laughs> met you. Don't you have friends? <laughs> I shouldn't be alone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, uh, that was a great image. That was very good. Yes. <laughs> hey. Oh boy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Yajirobe shows up. He's brought some beans. Uh, he gives one to Goku. Goku eats it. He jumps out of bed. And let me tell you, there's a doctor next to him, and the doctor like, hates it. Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh no, you're destroying the private medical. <laughs> This is straight up doctors uh, hate complex. him shit. Yeah, doctors hate this one simple bean. <laughs> <laughs> you take it and they get mad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Goku jumps out of bed. He's absolutely fine. And he goes on a huge coke rant about how Bulma's dad made another spaceship. And how he like figured out there was another so ship. So quickly. <laughs> He and also does a front flip over the doctor, yeah. yes. which is a bit much. It is very much like when someone corners you and he's like, have you ever thought about how all the paintings in the world could be made by the same person? You're like, oh, boy. Dude, have you ever thought about, okay, have you ever thought about this, that 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 there's only a, a limited spectrum of colors? Okay, we can only perceive okay. a certain number of colors. And in that way, in yeah. that way, if you think about it, okay. aren't all paintings kind of linked? Aren't they all kind of made from the same oh, material? Wow. They're the same I mean, thing, Katie. They're the same my thing. My car is almost here, so. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we're always putting seven Dragon Balls together. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow. I have the four-star ball. That's the one that's in my family. I have all the balls. But okay. what if we made more balls? I mean, it's not like we can't make a I ball mean, and then we just have seven balls. I my made some. Nimbus Cloud is almost here, <laughs> so I gotta go. And then he hops out a window. Yeah, onto a Nimbus and he flies <laughs> off. And that's it. That's that part, the episode. I mean, the doctor must hate that. Yeah, that was it, though. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, out of seven Dragon Balls, Alex... Great episode. Um, it was an in-betweener. I'm going to give it five out of seven Dragon Balls. Um, R.I.P. Quee, living legend. We miss you, King. Yeah. Katie? 
Um, I'm going to agree with Alex. I'm going to give it five out of seven. I love colorful goons. I love briefly meeting them and their hairstyles. But yeah, it definitely is like, we're almost back to the plot, friends. So uh, I think five is a fair assessment. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going five, too. I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good for an interstitial episode. Uh, but Kui is certainly not scratching the itch that we need for a, for an antagonist. I didn't even yeah. remember he existed. I remember Zarbon. No, I remember no Dendori. I don't remember Kui at all. They don't want you to remember Kui. History right. books don't want you to remember Kui, but now you know. <laughs> you give to the GoFundMe, and you don't know where that money went. Kui's family <laughs> didn't see a dime of that. <laughs> <laughs> I could take this in a very unpleasant yeah, way. Yeah, don't, don't do that. that. Said, I won't. Don't do that it. Right there. You gotta stop. <laughs> so, um... Do you guys want me to read an email since I made Jeremy do my job this week? It's time for Dragon Give me some of that Dragon Guys, I'm reading the email this week, so please come with me on this journey of learning disabilities and reading out loud, which out makes Alex crazy. This week's email comes from Michael Kern. It reads, Dear Ballers, each of you are now in charge of a buffet. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) Your co-hosts are food reviewers with the Michelin Guide and will dictate if you receive a coveted three-star rating. We are going to assume all of you have a high moral backbone and will only review based on food quality. Your budget is $2,500. Tell us about your cool buffet and how you're getting that three-star rating. Thanks, Mike. Well, uh, Mike, thank you for the email, and I would like to start off with I am bad at math. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not yeah, gonna fuck with that budget homework, at all. Mike. I'm not thinking about that. What What I think is at the heart of this question is it's a friendship question, right? We're We're assessing right, each other, a- right? Because it's asking what would each of us do to appeal to the other person's dream buffet, yeah, right? That's or to just get you it? to give us a three star rating. Because I mean, right. yeah, I guess because you guys have a high high moral backbone, so I can't like buy you drugs instead. Like, I yeah. No, not I mean, with my incredible already, moral backbone. This is already a logical fallacy because if Jeremy just like asked me to give him a three-star rating, yeah, like, we would well, all dog. just do it anyway. Right. <laughs> not, I like, have no uh, no emotional <laughs> stake in the uh, in the integrity of the Michelin guy. Okay, let's just play hypothetical that we're yeah. gonna like make each of us a dream buffet for the. Well, other I think people. I would. Can I just ask quickly before we start? Mm-hmm. Does the Michelin Guide give any buffets three stars? No, they don't. Oh, they don't no. Give a lot of buffets. No. Never ever. They look down. But on we that are. Shit. But we would be in charge of the Michelin Guide. So presumably there would be. I mean, I can think of at least two I would put in there. Okay. Well, why don't you start? Well, I think if I was doing it for you guys, because you're the ones who mm. are going to be giving the stars out. Uh, knowing mm. just uh, what we eat all the time when we tape and stuff, I would probably just order $2,500 worth of cachapasi moss. Oh, muy bien. <laughs> That's not a bad move. Not a and bad you could just move. have like every flavor of cachapa. You could have every flavor of the little sandwiches. You could try all the different little ones that you're always afraid to order because they sound a little weird. But what about <laughs> moss? But that's the thing is the moss is, is, is all of it, you know, like... 
It's all there. You know, like, so they have they the have ones like, on there that are like the, they're like a sandwich, but like the bread is plantains, and you're like, that sounds like maybe a little too kinky for me to right. order. Like I would, I'm not risking my lunch. Yeah, on I would that. have a bite, but like that's like the same price as a sandwich, and I know I like a sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, or at least in Arepa, because it is an Arepa store. Right. That would be wonderful. I mean, a lot of that's going to waste if you buy $2,500 sure. of it, but I'll do my best. I'll eat as much as yeah, I can. We're going for, yeah, we're going for a three-star rating. I here. like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeremy's Buffet so far is uh, a different restaurant <laughs> that exists <laughs> in the real world. I would just yeah. order all of the Kachabzi Moss, and I would pass it off as my own. <laughs> Okay, that's a good. That's how you get ahead in yeah. this world. I give you three stars. Thank you. Great, yeah, three stars, friend. All right, Katie, do you do you have one, or do you want me to go next? Um, I could go. So I actually uh, am a big fan of a not shady buffet experience, but it's rare and in between, mm. and mostly you get food poisoning. But when you don't, as a stoner, it's a beautiful thing. Now, Alex is a a, a big boy. In training to get super buff, and Jeremy is a connoisseur of of tiny foodstuffs. So I, I think I would do is just have like a really elaborate mixed drink station. Ooh. So Jeremy oh. Jeremy gets drunk enough that everything's good. Right. Yes. And then good strategy. Alex. <laughs> and for Alex, I'm gonna make sure we have like a bunch of protein sna- and like uh, mm. and then also just like his favorite snacky. Yeah, snacks. big pile of hard and boiled I eggs. <laughs> Yeah, like, and and there'll be like regular food too to like to have the illusion that this is an Alex and Jeremy trap, but like it's just an Alex and Jeremy trap. And I'll make sure the music uh, doesn't suck. Uh, and uh, we'll have a bouncer that doesn't let a bouncer. Yeah, that 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 keeps out all the can, other the, the, care the, the unreasonable elements. <laughs> that throws out uh, cops. Yeah, when they come yeah. to try to steal <laughs> our to eggs get. and set off fireworks. Those are yeah. our eggs. Yeah, and you Those can, are our margaritas and whey protein containers. <laughs> yeah, we'll like have some shady setup where like we'll have like once a week where there's some sort of like unlimited marg situation so you can get like All re- right. real fucked up. <laughs> This is a great buffet, yeah, I, say, I say. Only drinking margaritas. <laughs> yeah, I'd give this three stars. In the in the scenario, I'm pretty drunk, so I'm definitely going to be like emotional and and just yeah, reward right. you three stars and then, and then talk about how in, much you like, mean. You gave, you gave a, a a drink cart a three star of three Michelin stars. You're like, what are you going to fucking? They had do? eggs that day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who are you? Who are you? Who the you? fuck are you? You're nobody. I'm the Michelin Man. I'm the tire guy. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm Mr. Michelin. I'm married into this family. <laughs> um, okay. Um, my idea, uh, the drink cart was a really good idea. And there's so many great food directions, it's kind of hard to pick one and go with it and innovate on that design. So I think what I might do is buy around $2,000 of ultra-rare Funko Pops <laughs> on a long, a long sunken-in table like they have at a Chinese buffet with little heaters on them. <laughs> and they're out of the box, so you can touch them. Uh-huh. And so you want to go over and you want to touch them with your hands and touch them all over. But wait, what's that? The other $500 has gone into honey. 
they're covered in honey. <laughs> and so you get you can pick them up and you can taste them and they taste great. Yeah. So um, <laughs> as a uh, highly moral uh, reviewer for the Michelin Guide who has a strong uh, moral backbone, et cetera, et cetera, I say to you, uh, this appears to be a bribe. You're trying to bribe me with these expensive Funko Pops. Um, yeah. Just pick up the Funko Pop. I'm not Pop. taking your, your dirty Funko Pop. Is it local honey? Your blood That's Funko. a spike beagle. That's a honey-covered spike beagle. It's the finest honey. I could probably I won't accept your Funko diamond. <laughs> Come where, on. Where was this honey farmed from? This is farmed organically from your backyard. Mm. Yeah, don't you remember and getting that five hundred dollars? That's a bribe too. That's a that's a yeah. I'm sorry, it's a conflict Alex, of interest. This is a Come conflict on. of interest. You guys are fucking hacks. I don't want your star. When <laughs> yeah, we you're open not to the one. public, you're zero stars. When yeah. we open to the public, the people will be my reviews. They'll love Funko Pops covered in honey. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love licking honey off of Goku's face. Well, there you oh, there you have it. Pal, Mr. Kearns, uh, it is. This is our buffet yeah. fantasy football. More stuff we like this. Your test. More stuff like this. This is fun. <laughs> I like the hypotheticals. I like the 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 friendship questions. Those are fun. Yeah, I've never you. had a challenge I couldn't defeat. <laughs> <laughs> try to beat me with a hypothetical. I dare you. Just try. <laughs> well, well, it's been another uh, week. You've wasted another hour with us. Little babies. Little babies. Doing the close off of car talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've gone and wasted another perfectly good hour with balling out super. <laughs> oh well. Um yeah, what what are we plugging, Alex? Plug- Again, if you haven't listened to Zerial, go listen to Zerial. Yeah, we're really it close to five thousand dollars. We're so Woo! close. That's we're so like cool. two hundred bucks away. Damn. After we get to five thousand, we can say it's over five thousand. Wouldn't that, Wouldn't be, that nice? be nice? It'll be just like the show. It'll <laughs> be like the show you love, you worm. You filthy you worm. worm. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes and uh, listen to Pod Dim America, the political podcast, and that's it. Katie. You can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose, although I am not very active right now except to rag on my French neighbors. And uh, Instagram at oh hello Katie Rose. Um, I like to plug that last week uh, in lieu of the normal show I produced for the pit, I kind of hijacked it, and I instead of having my normal host, I had um, Jason from Fever three three three, Ethan from Primitive Man, and Lania Dawes, who's the author of What Are You Doing Here and also a music writer. Just come on, talk about the black experience and the metal scene and kind of just, you know, stuff at large. And I think it's really cool, and you should watch it. Okay. Okay. And uh, find me on Twitter at Thunder. Check out Generation Lost. This week we watched The General with Buster Keaton, and uh, it's very fun. And next week we're going to watch one of my favorite movies, Ricky O. Oh shit! I love. Yeah, Ricky Katie, you want to be on? You want to do it? Loves it. Yeah. Yeah, you want to come on? Oh we're gonna record god, it I'm on. Watching, um, you're proposing. Gonna, what are oh we doing? Oh my god! Yes, yes, a thousand, a thousand times. times yes. yes, I'd love to watch that guy's head explode. <laughs> explode! <laughs> I'm 
pretended to watch that movie for the first time with three different dudes. It's so much fun to to just like, <laughs> but like it's so much it's so much fun to put yourself in that headspace, you know, to yeah. just like okay, actually we'll try to forget it. about it and just enjoy it. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll set something up. We'll set something up. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. And uh, that's it. That's it for this week. Join us next week. Buzz, 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 buzz.